Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you will build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 92 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Christy Lee here, your host of the podcast each and every week. And I hope you're having an amazing day as you're listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. It is wonderful to have you here. I really hope you enjoy the conversations that we host every week here inside the People Powered Business Podcast. We chat all things to do with teams, people uh, in your business, leadership, technical and otherwise, anything to do with HR and teams, that is our jam here at People Powered Business Podcast. So if you're new, welcome. And for our returning listeners, thank you so much for your ongoing support. I do truly appreciate it. Now, if you are enjoying the podcast, I would really love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a rating and review. It is how other people just like you get to know that this podcast is right for them. And we would love to hear some of your feedback over there on Apple Podcasts. So I'd be truly appreciative if you wouldn't mind doing that. Now, today on the podcast, we are back onto the topic of mandating COVID-19 vaccinations, a topic we thought had gone away, but at the time of recording anyway, we're seeing a little surge in a brand new variant called Omicron. And it's there's a few other things happening in and around this, which are causing businesses to consider where they stand. We also know that in some states and territories, public health orders are Um, either winding up or winding down and the rules in place around those have changed and that impacts what employers can do around vaccinations. You know, if you think of Queensland, for example, they're just going to start introducing some of these orders that, um, you know, Sydney and Melbourne have been living with and it's causing businesses some level of concern about where they stand with that, what they want to do about that. Um, You know, it's all new uncharted territory, so we get it. So there's a few things happening at the moment that have led me to think this is another time for us to have a further chat around COVID-19 vaccinations. And the main instigator of this discussion is a recent uh, decision that's come out of the Fair Work Commission, a full bench hearing of the Fair Work Commission, around BHP's vaccination mandate. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit of detail today and what that means, what you need to be aware of. 
And also, in line with the whole public health orders changing and a lot of the grace periods with those expiring, the Fair Work Commission is also starting to see an uptick in um, unfair dismissal cases that are related to COVID-19 vaccination status. And I would suggest we're going to see a lot more of that in the coming months, uh, or the next 12 months really, but certainly the coming months in the Commission. So it is still a tricky area. It is still an area that most employers would rather not be having to navigate and make decisions about. Yet it is the decision, uh, the decision, the situation you find yourself in because um, government are putting in rules and as employers, we're the ones that have got, got to uphold those rules. Also, we've got issues around workplace health and safety. How can we keep our people and ourselves safe from the safe threat in, in uh, you know, little speech marks with my fingers um, of COVID-19 in our workplace? You know, what would be the impact if we did have a COVID outbreak at, at our workplace? Because for some businesses, it would be absolutely detrimental if they had to shut down or, or they had a, a large number of staff unable to work. And so this is all now playing out under the new guise of a new variant showing up that no one really knows enough about just yet at the time of recording. Anyway, that could change in days and weeks. And we're seeing again, uncertainty starting to rise. And the three... I guess there's a few key things that really overarch all of this is that there is a difference in what we can do when it comes to our existing staff versus new staff joining our team. The recent determination from the commission and what that highlights and really what does lawful and reasonable mean when it comes to directing staff to take to, to actually have the vaccination. So let's recap this decision that's come from the Commission around BHP. It's a really interesting story. Now, we all knew uh, as practitioners, uh, both in the legal and uh, HR technical sense, that until some cases had gone before the Commission, we really wouldn't know exactly where they would sit on this whole status of vaccination. It's a it's a murky area that most um, legislatures wouldn't really want to get involved with if they didn't have to. Because uh, it's, you know, people's personal choice around taking vaccination. It's, it's a very murky area when it comes to law. Um, but we knew ultimately that there would be some cases hit the commission pretty soon, and, and we've now seen them, and that these the results of these cases would form effectively case law that we rely on to make determinations, oh, that's a lot of big words, uh, about what we do in our workplaces day to day. And this BHP decision is the first of its kind. So it's really, really quite fascinating. Now, I mean, BHP, they're a, a giant, seems like an understatement. Compared to most of the businesses that we run, they're very large. <laughs> That's probably the politest way I could put it. They're huge. And it it is to me not surprising at all that despite no public health orders covering these kinds of businesses, that BHP did, in fact, mandate vaccination. They looked at the scenario and back in about August, they flagged that they were looking to mandate vaccination. They suggested it would be something they would do. Um, and, you know, we saw food manufacturers do it very quickly. So this is very interesting. BHP sort of flagged it and then it did come into place in October. And what they did was they effectively implemented what they call a site access requirement which said that in order to access any of their sites Australia-wide, so basically to turn up and work there or to visit there, you know, this applied to a lot of different groups, that you would need to be vaccinated against COVID-19. 
Um, now, they did put some dates in place. So the first dose you had to have received by the 10th of November and then fully vaccinated by the 31st of Jan 2022. So it wasn't, you know, from tomorrow you can't come to work. There was some time and some notification around that. So they announced it early October. The first date that was relevant was the 10th of November. So about a month for people to go ahead and get their first dose. And this particular case went forward to the commission for this reason. A number of workers at one of their mines, it was in fact their Mount Arthur coal mine in New South Wales, were stood down because they didn't have their first dose of vaccination by the deadline of the 10th of November. So they were stood down from their employment until such time as they had that dose under this site access requirement. Now, as you'd imagine, BHP is um, a unionised kind of workplace. So these employees went to the union to um, voice their concerns about whether or not this was uh, okay and appropriate, for want of a better word. And the union, of course, took up that case and put a case to the Fair Work Commission that it was not reasonable and that BHP had not followed due process in mandating vaccination in the workplace. So a full bench hearing of the Fair Work Commission looked into this and they delivered their results early in December. So you'll be hearing this episode mid-December. It was early December that they deliberated on and came to their conclusion. And what they found was that the vaccination mandate BHP had put into place was not kosher, was not one that would be upheld. They did not uphold the decision to mandate vaccination. But, and I'm going to put a massive but on this, the detail of the decision is really, really important because what the commission found was that ultimately they would support vaccination mandates in the workplace because in their opinion, in their view, based on the data, vaccination is an effective and probably the most effective way of preventing the spread of COVID at work and reducing the risk to employees and other workplace participants, which is in line with workplace health and safety legislation, which says that we have a requirement to prevent illness or injury where possible. And COVID-19, of course, is part of that. So they did say that as a general principle, they supported mandating vaccination in the right circumstances where it was lawful and reasonable. And and that in general, in a business like BHP, it would be lawful and reasonable. And I think that's really important to take from this because it demonstrates that the Commission supports mandating vaccination as a strategy to mitigating risk, to upholding workplace health and safety law. But there is a process you've got to follow, and this is the one place where BHP did not get it right. And what the Commission found was BHP had failed to consult genuinely with their team before mandating vaccination. Now, this is so important. Consultation. We talk about it so often. Many of you would be really familiar with the fact you need to consult with your staff if you are going to make a position redundant. And if you're not, then you probably want to get your head around that. But we have a requirement as employers in Australia under the Fair Work Act to consult with our people about any major workplace change. And the introduction of the requirement to get a vaccination is quite rightly a major workplace change. The fact that you wouldn't be able to work if you weren't vaccinated is a significant change to the terms and conditions of your employment. And BHP didn't do that consultation process. They did do a great job of, after the decision was made, 
consulting with people about how it would roll out, what it would mean, setting up vaccination hubs, doing all these bits and pieces. So I guess of onboarding people into the decision, they did do that. But the requirement under the Fair Work Act is to conduct genuine consultation before a definite decision around the change is made. And this is the one part that the Commission determined meant that they would not uphold the vaccination mandate. Now, what they've effectively done is sent BHP away to start a consultation. And once they've done that properly, it would be supported. But I think it's really, really interesting because consultation is not something we've largely discussed around mandating vaccinations in our workplace. Yet clearly this case demonstrates that you absolutely must do it and must do it in a genuine way in order to be able to confidently mandate vaccinations in your workplace. So what we've seen in this case is that the Commission determined that, genuinely speaking, that it would be reasonable and lawful to mandate vaccination, that it would be appropriate to do it in the scope of there is nothing that is illegal or unlawful about becoming vaccinated, and that the purpose was to protect workplace health and safety of the employees and other people who frequent the premises and that that would therefore be lawful. So what the commission look at is two things. Is it lawful? Is it reasonable under the circumstances? So they've just, they've determined that it's lawful and they've also determined that it's reasonable on a number of sort of different reasons, those being that it protects health and safety of the workers, it's proportionate response to the risk. Now, this is an important point because if you've got all your staff working at home, is making everyone get vaccinated a proportionate response to the risk that's posed? Probably not. But in BHP's case, if they have a COVID outbreak at one of their mine sites, that would very easily shut down the site. That's going to have immediate impact on not only the livelihoods of the employees, but also the uh, financial viability of that site. So that would, you know, point to any sort of common sense purpose that it's proportionate response to the risk. It's relevant under the circumstances, i.e. they can't send their miners home to do work from home. They've got to go to the mine site to do the work. And they did do other things like encourage vaccination. They set up vaccination hubs. So they'd done other things ahead of mandating vaccination. They'd done other things to proactively encourage uh, vaccination. So by all of those checks and measures, it was a reasonable direction. But the lack of consultation is what made it unlawful and unreasonable under these circumstances. So if you're sitting here thinking, great, I need to mandate vaccination or I want to mandate vaccination, what does consultation actually have to look like? Let me run you through it. For you to have genuinely consulted with your team about a major workplace change like mandating vaccinations, you need to firstly talk to them about the proposed changes. So you don't go into the meeting and say, we're going to mandate vaccinations and we're here to consult with you. You go into the meeting and say, we're considering mandating COVID-19 vaccinations. We're here to consult with you. These are the reasons that we feel it's appropriate to mandate vaccinations in this workplace. These are the risks we're looking to mitigate. This is the impact if we had a COVID outbreak. Talking them through why you've come to the thinking that it's going to be a good idea to mandate vaccination, really giving them the background and giving them the understanding about where, how you've come to this sense, not just because I don't want to have to deal with a COVID outbreak. That's not going to be good enough, although it is a genuine you know, part of your decision-making. Talk to them about you have an obligation as an employer under workplace health and safety law to protect people in the business. And the most effective way of preventing COVID spread, the experts tell us, the medical professionals tell us, is vaccination. Yes, you could do mask wearing. Yes, you could do social distancing. Yes, you could do rapid antigen testing. Lots of different things. But there might be a case you make 
about why you feel vaccination is the most appropriate, the most effective. And then you need to give your employees opportunity to provide input, to consider this proposal that you're making, to go away and think about what this means for them, whether they maybe have other suggestions about you know, why they disagree or better way of doing things or some alternatives. You need to provide genuine opportunity for them to give you input. So in my mind, that can't be done in one meeting. You need to give them opportunity to go away, maybe to think about it, maybe to come back to you, maybe to talk to you per, like one-on-one rather than in a group setting, but genuine opportunity for them to be able to consider and provide input and feedback about the scenario. And once you've got that input, you actually have to genuinely consider the feedback. And before you arrive at the decision, take on board everything that has come back to you. Now, that doesn't mean that you will necessarily change the decision because you've got employees that are unhappy about it, but you have to have considered their input. And that might mean talking to them about why they've got a fear of the vaccination or talking to them about their genuine medical concerns and coming to some conclusions around, you know, is there a workaround? Is there a, we're mandating vaccinations, except if you've got medical exemptions, for example. It might be around uh, considering their concerns around timing that, you know, depending on where you're located, most of us have got easy access and have for quite some time to vaccination, but there are some communities where it's a little harder to get. So talking to them about that. Whatever their feedback and input is, you've got to really genuinely consider that before coming to your final decision. If you follow those steps, then you will have shown that you have genuinely consulted, and that is the step that BHP had missed in this process. I know it's a step that's a bit uncomfortable for people because it means that you're going to have to have some tough conversations. You might get some grief from some of your team that aren't really happy about this. You will get some people with some really strong opinions Either way, and it, it, you know, of course, also in doing that may cause some uh, discussion amongst your team members, but that's the process you need to follow, as well as considering whether any direction around vaccination is lawful and reasonable under the circumstances. Is it an appropriate and proportionate response to the risk that is presented? And that answer is going to be different for every single business. So that's the key that you need to look at. So is it lawful and reasonable? And consultation forming a major part of that is the key lessons out of the BHP decision. Now, at the same time that we're seeing that play out, we're also seeing a rise in unfair dismissal claims in the commission around unvaccinated or people that have been terminated based on their vaccination status is really the right way to put it. We will see more of an increase in this. I have zero doubt about it. And whether or not it's genuine, these are case-by-case scenarios. We don't yet know the outcome of all of them, but we are definitely seeing situations where people have been terminated because of their vaccination status, and they're now taking complaints to the Fair Work Commission by way of an unfair dismissal claim. Now, I think importantly to note here, if you're following public health orders, you're going to be fine. That is a government decision, and you've got a requirement to follow those as an employer. And if you've gone down the mandating vaccination path and you're following all of these right processes, you will be somewhat protected, but it doesn't stop anyone making an unfair dismissal claim. And I think that's an important thing to remember. You can do all the right things as an employer and there's still nothing to stop someone actually making the claim. Of course, their chances of winning are less, obviously, but it doesn't stop it happening. And an unfair dismissal claim usually is sorted out at conciliation, which is a phone teleconference 
not daunting, not scary, not legal, not a court, um, and almost all claims are sorted at that level. But I just think it's interesting, and I think we'll see more of that. So we're keeping a close eye on that. And the other question I've been getting around vaccination lately is putting it in employment contracts. And I think this is really interesting. The legal advisors have said from the outset that one of the ways you will be able to mandate vaccination is by having it in an employment contract. So you might be thinking, well, can't I just issue everyone with new employment contracts? And the short answer is no. You can issue a new staff member with an employment contract that states that vaccination is a requirement. And you will probably be fine to do that from a legal perspective because it's a term and condition of employment that they are willingly opting into. They could, they could uh, opt not to accept the position if they didn't want to based on that criteria. Whereas with your existing team, the requirement to be vaccinated is a change in the terms and conditions of employment that they agreed to. And that's why you've got that consultation process. So it is quite likely from a legal perspective that you will be able to have all new employees have a clause in their employment contract that states they must be vaccinated and that's a term and condition of employment. But that's a very different process to getting your existing team vaccinated and mandating it for your existing team. So I just wanted to make that distinction so that that was really clear as well. So to recap, I think we've learned a lot from this first decision coming through the Commission. The importance of consultation is fundamental the need for the direction to be reasonable and lawful under the circumstances, and the fact that we're dealing with a very different beast with our existing team than we are with any new employees coming on board into our business. So I hope that's been a useful recap of where we're at on the legalities front of mandating vaccinations. If it's something that you're struggling with with your team, please reach out um, and let us know. We'd be happy to help you navigate that. And in fact, if you'd love to connect with other business owners, leaders and managers also navigating this particularly challenging time, I'd love for you to join us over in our free Facebook group, which is called HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you head over to Facebook groups and type in HR Support for Australian Businesses, you will find us right there. We're all navigating this together. And that's a fun group to hang out in. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And we do have a bit of fun whilst also chatting all things people, HR and team in our businesses. Um, you can get a link to that group if you head to today's show notes as well, which you can find over at peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 92. That is it for me for this week. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And next week, we're going to be talking about employment contracts or employment agreements. What should be in them? What you want to make sure is out of them? and uh, making sure you're up to date and compliant with the legislation with those as well. So that'll be here on next week's episode. Thanks again for joining me. Have a fabulous week and I'll see you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. <laughs>